Hi, Will. This is Eddie Trigar in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Um, I was in your reopening mastermind, and I just wanted to tell you a way that Pause, Breathe, Flourish has impacted me. I ran cross-country in high school and college, and after college I started running marathons, and then I bought a house and had kids, and the next thing I knew I hadn't been running in 20 years. When I was reading about your running routine in the book, I was inspired to buy a new pair of running shoes and try to make exercise a priority again. I found that when I run after work, it reduces my stress and I sleep better at night. But best of all, my 10-year-old son asked if he could start running with me. And that's opened the door to some amazing conversations with him and uh, time that's really well spent. The running has allowed me to take care of myself and also to spend quality time with my son. Uh, we signed up for a 5K in December, and I'm really excited to share the experience of, of running one of those with him. So thank you for the reminder uh, in your book that there's more to life than what happens at school. Thank you so much. Principal Matters Podcast, episode 291. Hi, friends. This is Will Parker, host of Principal Matters, the school leaders podcast, where each week we bring you inspiring, innovative, and imaginative ideas for your own school leadership. This week, we're talking about growing leadership teams with my special guest, Dr. Carrie Lanias. Dr. Carrie Lanias has worked in pre-K 16 education for over 22 years with experiences from classroom teacher, campus principal and district administrator. She has had ample opportunities to learn and grow as an educator. She began her career as a high school teacher and spent close to a decade teaching in the Texas public school system. Working as a district leader, Dr. Lanias has attended Harvard Graduate School of Education Principals Institute and has been nationally published as well as presented on a national stage. She graduated from Sam Houston State University with a bachelor's in communications and a master's in curriculum and instruction. And she earned a doctorate of educational leadership from Nova Southeastern University and holds both the superintendent and principal certifications from Stephen F. Austin State University. Away from the office, she enjoys advocacy work as a protege for the Texas Association for Latino Administrators and Superintendents and as an alumnus for Raise Your Hand, Texas. She spends her evenings and weekends cheering for youth sports with her husband, John, who is a high school football coach, and the two of them have three children together. This year, we have collaborated together in training and supporting assistant and aspiring leaders in the Pecos Barstow Toya Independent School District in Texas. Carrie Lanias, welcome to Principal Matters. Fantastic. Thank you for that introduction. Um, I'm happy to be here. Um, I, I've enjoyed uh, learning and growing with you this past year. Oh, some things about me that are probably not mentioned in that introduction. Um, you know, I've been an educator for over 20 years and kids still surprise me and delight me every day. And I think that as educators, we have to constantly find the joy in our work. Uh, find the joy in, in the kids that we're working for and share that joy with our colleagues and, and our community. Carrie, this year we've been facilitating together leadership training and your leaders have the privilege of being in a place where your district has really invested in facilitating leadership growth. So I wanted to give, you actually suggested, Will, 
we need to be talking about what's going on in Pecos and this partnership that we've been doing together this year between Pecos Barstow, Toya ISD and Principal Matters. So talk about that for just a little bit. Can you explain what that partnership has looked like for you and your leaders? So uh, we're not only a rural district here in West Texas, but we're remote. We are, you know, people in Texas know HEB, right? So our nearest HEB is going to be about an hour and a half away. So saying that um, we understand the importance of growing our own teachers and growing our own leaders. And so um, our superintendent, Mr. Brent Jaco, came to me with an idea of how do we grow our, our local teachers to then become our, our, our future leaders, future campus leaders. So he introduced me to you and your books. And then you and I started talking about what does this look like? What is a year long agenda of monthly professional growth look like that will not only um, engage our aspiring leaders, but give them an opportunity to really, really learn what it is like to be in the principal's chair. I think a lot of times uh, principals, especially um, as of late, I would say, you know, the last couple of years, principals are so um, submerged in running their campus, looking at data, um, problem solving, and, and doing what they can to support their teachers to move kids that um, the role as a support and growth leader for their assistant principals sometimes gets lost in the fray. And I think it's so important that we train up our assistant principals so they are ready to take on uh, the big job and responsibility of being a campus leader. And with um, topics such as um, building relational capacity, instructional excellence, uh, mindset for achievement, and a few of the things. That's just a few of what we've talked about this last year. And I think that uh, doing that is not only growing our leadership here in Pecos, but it is telling our uh, teachers and future leaders that uh, we're willing to invest in you to help you grow and develop as a campus leader. One of the things I've loved about working with your leaders too, Carrie, is the flexibility that you guys have provided for delivering that content together. And so you're right, you're in a very remote part of Texas. And yet every single month we've been able to log in and spend an hour and a half together just walking through rich content with collaboration because you're on that side facilitating yeah. a room full of leaders. I'm on this side bringing in virtually the content and questions or videos or whatever materials that I've sent you ahead of time. And it's been such a great partnership that I don't think would have happened if we had never been through the pandemic, but we had become utilizers of technology in a new way that we hadn't before. And you thought outside of the box, you were like, well, you know, Will, you can't come physically every month, so let's do this virtually, mm -hmm. and then we'll swing you around here at the end of this session for a full day together face-to-face. -to -face. And so what a wonderful opportunity for your leaders to not only have access to content, but also to have time for collaboration. We've covered a lot of material, but let me let you speak to that for just a moment. Well, and I will say, too, not only do we have the hour and a half with you, but after we break uh, from our um, learning with you, we learn as a group. And um, which has been really good because um, we've, I feel as a leader that is a, it is important that we lean on each other. And I think that educators have a really hard time asking for help. 
And in order to, to, to put yourself in a position where you can be vulnerable enough to ask for help and say, hey, I just don't know how to do this. We've worked really, really hard on our end with this group to establish strong relationships, to talk about what is your why, to talk about where have I come from? What does my educational journey look like? And so that has been really, really a really important piece uh, to what we're doing with, with the work uh, that you have started. Uh, so that I think has been really, really powerful. Um, I think too, you know, our, our campus leaders feel very, very, uh, they feel like you're just a friend coming in and saying, Hey guys, this is what I think they have a, they, they, uh, have a deep belief in what you are sharing with them. And, and that, you know, that is obviously kudos to you and your ability to build uh, a rapport with, with us, even though we're, we're a couple states away on the other side of a, a computer screen, which um, we've been pretty lucky. We've only had a few technical glitches. We have been lucky and you are just so blessed with such amazing people because you've got a room full of assistant principals, plus you've identified your aspiring leaders, those who you're growing from within, who, who you're hoping will step into school leadership as well. And so watching them collaborate, starting off with celebration, listening to each of them share the things that they're that are going on in their buildings. And, and it's obvious that you guys have built relationships of trust because they're not shy at all of just jumping right in to here's the great things going on in our buildings. Here's an area that we have a challenge trusting one another with feedback. And so I, I've just been so privileged to, to be a part of that too. Carrie, we've walked through a lot of topics. Some of these you've mentioned earlier, but we've talked about so many things, building healthy cultures, coaching leaders, coaching as leaders, um, learning how to really listen. Um, we've talked about effective systems. We've talked about teamwork. Why don't you pick something from the work that we've done together and just walk through a little bit of, of how you've seen some of those lessons developing in your leaders this year. You know, I will tell you, it's really difficult to pick one, um, but I think every topic that, that we've studied or that you have led us through um, lends itself to the next. I, I think um, the conversations that you've had and the examples that you've given uh, our group about how to coach a teacher uh, about uh, the importance of building that relational capacity um, and that, you know, sometimes you're going to have struggles and that's okay. And that through struggles, we grow. Um, and, and really, I, I think um, giving them examples and strategies that they can put in their pocket and utilize as they grow as a leader has been super powerful. And I'm really like, I'm looking at our um, list of our nine sessions and we're on session seven or are we on eight uh -uh. yep we're we'll session eight. eight will be this yep. week mm -hmm. and i really i don't know that there's one particular one because they've all been so darn good uh and they've all been so relevant and i'm looking because i talked to the group and um one of the, our, our leaders said, um, I said, you know, what, what do you think has been the biggest aha? What has stuck with you the most from Will Parker's Principal Matters sessions? And uh, this assistant principal said to try and learn to balance work and family and life. Um, I, I know that we, um, we, you even had us do a quiz uh, to check ourselves on making sure that 
that we balance um, what we do in the office with, um, you know, some some healthy, um, you know, social emotional learning and making sure that we go home and remember what truly matters, which is our family at home. And I think um, as we are building new leaders and their capacity, I think it's important that we um, continue to remind them that your work will still be there on Monday. You know, make sure that you uh, afford yourself the opportunities um, to enjoy your family. You know, Pete Hall was a guest just a couple of weeks ago on the on the show, and I've used some of his content and some of the training we've done together just yeah. on the power of reflection. And I remember Pete saying something to me in that conversation that reminded me of your people when he said, you know, that experience is not the best teacher. Reflection on experience is the best teacher. And one of the things I've appreciated about your leaders is just their ability to reflect. I mean, to sit there and, and think through their own processes and their own applications and, and what's working and what's not working within their buildings, and then to apply some something new. And I wanted to ask you about that too. As you've watched your leaders this year, um, of course, you guys have led to challenges just like everyone else with pandemic conditions and crazy stuff that's happened with politics. But as you think about the growth of your team members from, you know, from this time last year to watching this team grow, what are some things that you're proud of in terms of the the growth and the collaboration that you've seen among them? I'm proud of their willingness to grow and collaborate um, because it's really easy to sit in the back of a room and take notes and nod your head and not, not become a part of the conversation. Uh, of course, I'm, you know, kind of pushing in the fact that when we get off with you, we, I make everybody put their chairs in a circle so they have to kind of participate and talk. But um, they've been very, very willing to share um, some of their battlefield stories, uh, some of the things that they think they need, you know, might need an extra push with. Um, they've been uh, good about admitting mistakes. Uh, we had one conversation about calling uh, and, and making a positive phone calls. And this was linked in with your session six, inspiring, motivating, and reaching communities, the chief cheerleader, right? So we talked about, you know, we're real quick to pick up the phone and call mom when little Johnny is in trouble. But do we pick up that phone and call mom, dad, aunt, grandma, and tell them when little Johnny has done something outstanding? Um, and, and that was kind of an aha moment because some of the response was, well, I texted the mom or I saw the mom in the carpool line. And I said, I understand that, but you need to make that extra step and call them just like you would if the kid was uh, a behavior problem or had, had something going on. And, and the fact that, you know, they, we were able to tie that into, um, what you were teaching that day, which was developing strategies to recognize, celebrate, and showcase success among students, um, and really link that into our own practices, I think was pretty powerful. Well, I want to give a quick shout out to your leaders, Carrie, and because if some of them ever come across this conversation, I just want to let them know just what a what a privilege it's been to to gain their trust. And you, you know, you have a, a you just have such talented leaders and. I won't say their first and last names, but I'm just going to give them shout outs. You, you know, Caitlin and Shannon and David and Lindsay and Michelle and Alicia and Roberto and Ray and Amber and Richard and Courtney and Howard and Fred. I mean, these folks are, they're doing the work every single day, not only just leading classrooms and, and, and as assistant principals within their buildings, but then showing up ready to learn. 
And I also want to just give you kudos because as a district leader, you guys, and I know Brent Jaco is committed to this as well, but you've been there to facilitate not only the conversations that we're having, but then bringing in content and conversations that you're leading as well. And so together, it's just been such a such a privilege. I, I, I've never done PD um, this extensive with a group where someone's been able to facilitate on the other end like you have. So I just want to give you a quick shout out, Carrie, as a district leader, because you've really taken time to identify the needs that your folks have and not just scratch your head, like what should we be doing, but actually purposefully and intentionally schedule right. their growth throughout the year. And I know that this isn't the only team you work with. You you guys right. are doing the same things with your principals too. So yeah. feel free to Principal, fill in the gaps in some of that as well. Teacher mentors, uh, you know, we really, in, because we are a smaller district, we really uh, take on uh, more responsibility, I think, than, you know, because there's less of us uh, to provide that leadership. But I will tell you, um, the learning that I call them my kids, you know, these teachers um, have been able to glean from these uh, PD sessions. I can tell you with 100% certainty, they're going to carry in in their career the next 15, 20 years as a campus leader. Well, um, and, 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 you know, they, they say that when you teach, you know, you really touch a life for, for more than a moment. And I, I feel pretty strongly that, that the work that you're doing here is going to carry on in, in West Texas far after uh, our session ends. Well, thank you, Carrie. That, that makes my heart happy to know that. And I also know that you've, and, and I want to go off script a little bit here too, because I, while I have you in the room, I want to pick your brain a little bit because Absolutely. to be frank, it's just so encouraging to see a district that is so far well removed. I mean, remote and, and, and rural with such high quality educators. I mean, every time I connect with you guys, I'm just like, I would want this to be my kid's teacher or my kid's leader. <laughs> and so talk a little bit about how as a district you guys have, have been able to recruit or to grow um, quality leaders, even in a time when I talk to a lot of leaders that are having difficulties finding high quality educators? It's not been easy. I'll tell you that. Um, we had a new assistant superintendent of human resources that came on board in end of January, and she is uh, pounding the pavement to get educators out here. Um, what we do is, like you mentioned, we're intentional about the work. Um, we feel like in order to lead instruction and to have conversations about instruction, we have to be in the classrooms to see what that instruction looks like. So we're very well aware of what our teachers are doing. Uh, we have uh, coaching conversations, reflective coaching conversations of where can we grow? Where can we support you? Um, it is not a gotcha atmosphere. Um, and, and our leader, our superintendent, quite frankly, has a very strong vision um, and shares that vision for where he wants this district to go as we move forward. Talk for a little bit too, Carrie, about, because as this show has been, gosh, I think it's been five years now since Principal Matters uh, podcast has begun. And and I have such a, a variety of, of listeners, both uh, aspiring leaders, assistant principals, principals, district leaders, and you've been in several roles as a teacher and as a principal and as a district leader now. And so talk to the 
leader for just a moment who may be listening to this, who's never like stepped into a role that you're doing, what are some of the opportunities and, and challenges that you found in district leadership that might help others as they think about that context in, in their own growth? Sure. So being a coach's wife, I've had many opportunities uh, to try out different uh, levels and challenges in education. I will, I, I, I'll talk to the campus principal that is looking to go into a district leadership role. Um, I first had that opportunity to go from a principal to district executive director about seven years ago in Galveston. And the biggest aha moment for me and something that I share with uh, fellow administrators that are making that transition is that it's a very different hat going from a campus principal where you are the judge and the jury, right? Um, to being uh, a district leader where you are really a support person. And as a young district leader, I had a very wise uh, assistant superintendent, Dr. Annette Scott, who is still in Galveston ISD. And I would come back from my campus and tell her something that was going on. And I would, you know, I'm fairly animated, I'm sure about whatever it was. And she would go, now, Dr. Lanius, do you wanna be the principal on that campus? I was like, uh, 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 she goes, okay, how do we lead the principal? You don't lead a principal by telling them what to do. You lead the principal by coaching them on what else, what's next, what if, what do you think? And my favorite thing from Will Parker is the power of yet. So it hasn't happened yet, but what, what can happen? And so I guess some some pointers for somebody going into district leadership is really having the awareness that is a, it is a transition of thought going from a campus leader to a district leader. It is totally different shoes that you'll be putting on. That's such great feedback, Carrie, and it, it just reminds me of the importance of of coaching and leadership. And I know that we've had these conversations about reflection and listening with your teams, but when I transitioned into the role that I'm doing now, supporting principals, it was, it was a shift for me too, to realize that it's not my responsibility. In fact, it's actually counterproductive for me to try to find, to solve problems for people. It's way more productive to coach them into solving and finding solutions for themselves. And, and so right. you've got to be the lead question asker, right? You've got to be yeah. the lead question asker. And I do want to say, when you come back in, you cut out. So I hope it's catching what you're saying. Oh, well, let me say that again, then, you know, one of the things that I've learned in the transition I've had to make in supporting principals in this role is that my responsibility is not to give them the answers or the solutions, but to ask them the right questions and to help lead them to the place where they find solutions and answers to their questions. And so part of part of the roles of, of supporting others is coaching them. Now that that's, works for principals too. You, you get a lot more done when you coach your teams, but in this level of leadership, you're right. If you try to put the, the helmet on, I, I like to make this analogy, like your husband's a head coach, but I doubt on Friday night ever, you've seen him put on the helmet and the pads and jump in the game. He would never do that no, no, absolutely not. because it's not against, because it's against the law and he's too old, uh, but also because he knows that that's not the role of a coach. And right. so often in leadership, we try to do that though. We, we'll see someone struggling 
And we want to put on the helmet and the pads and jump in there and do the, their role for, for them. And what they actually need is for someone to pull them to the side and coach them on what yep. they need to be doing and give them, ask them questions and help them see what, what they need to navigate, but they're the ones who have to execute it. And so that feedback that your, your former leader gave you was just fantastic. Oh, she was amazing. And I'll say too, for a campus principal and as a new campus principal, um, I've always felt like I don't want to give my teachers, whether I'm at the district level or the campus level, more work. And so we were um, going to have a reading night for family engagement. And so rather than have them do all the work, I was going to arrange the games and the face painting and order the cookies and the juice and really just do everything and then um, have them kind of plug in where they were needed. And it, it was fine. It was fine. It, it went off all right. But in hindsight, I gave them no buy-in because I organized it all for them, thinking that I was doing them a favor and making things easier for them. Um, the, the, the carnival that we did in the spring, uh, I wised up and let them, you know, sit in the driver's seat and put it together and just the joy that they got out of it compared to when I said, okay, this is what we're going to do. Um, and it was just more effective and they really believed more in what we were doing. So as a campus principal, always being sure to let your teachers be part of the discussion. So whether it be a reading carnival um, or um, intervention strategies, make sure that we do it with our teachers and alongside our teachers and not to our teachers. Oh, Carrie, that's so wise. With and beside, but not to. And um, there's just so much wisdom in that. You're, you're really challenging my own thinking because so often I think that we do tend to want to save them from work, but saving them from work, if it, it's at the expense of buy-in, isn't saving them from work. It's simply just giving, robbing them of an opportunity to be invested in whatever's going to happen next. And it, it just makes me want to rethink the context of what is work. Because you're right, if, if I'm simply giving someone a task, that's one thing. But if I'm asking them to buy into something that we're getting ready to do, man, that's going to be so much better if they're, yeah. the, if they're the ones yeah. in the driver's and, seat. And, and another little tidbit as a principal, I was an assistant principal in Palacios, Texas. And Mr. Joe Adams was my uh, principal and uh, the superintendent, Miss Vicki Adams was his wife, brilliant couple, who now my own daughter uh, works for that superintendent. But I was a brand new assistant principal and I sent out an email about I don't even know what. And I said, well, I, I emailed the teachers. I, I can't believe they didn't read it. They're not doing what I said in the email. And he looked at me, he goes, Carrie Lanius, why don't you take those feet and walk to the teacher's classroom and have a conversation with them rather than just shoot out an email? And that even as a district leader has been powerful for me because um, Sometimes we forget. Now, don't get me wrong. You still need to send the email out and document the communication. But we forget the power of looking somebody in the eyeballs and having a conversation or saying, hey, this is really urgent. Um, we, we, need to, we need to talk about this. Or, hey, this is my expectation. I know I sent you an email, but I wanted to have a conversation with you about it as well to make sure that it was a, it's a clear expectation. Oh, Carrie, I love that. Well, as we wrap up today's conversation, I just want to say, how, what a privilege it's been to work with you and with the leaders at Pecos. Um, but I also, it's just been um, a privilege to learn alongside of you because the greatest thing about this work that we do in supporting leaders is that we never start growing ourselves. 
And so sure. every time we are together and I, and I get the privilege of working alongside you to facilitate, I walk away inspired and I, and I walk away learning something that I, I haven't learned before. But as we wrap up, how can, I, I want to, two things. I want, first of all, for listeners to know how to connect with you because you may be a long way away down there in West Texas, but you are, I know that you are on social media and you, uh, and you're such a collaborator. And so um, how can leaders stay connected with you? And then, and as we wrap up, what are some final thoughts you'd like to share with listeners before we go? Absolutely. They can follow me on Twitter, which is at Carrie Lanius. That's K-E-R-I-L-A-U-N-I-U-S. And that's my Twitter. It's Dr. Carrie Lanius, but it's at Carrie Lanius. It's a fantastic way to connect with me. Um, and, and I will say some, some parting words. Um, share your wisdom. Um, I'm, I have several, I'm again, part of the Raise Your Hand Texas organization. I'm on my fourth or fifth uh, new teacher mentee. Um, and then I, I am very blessed to have some strong mentors in my life. Uh, Paula Patterson is my mentor through uh, TWSE, which is uh, a women's leadership organization in Texas. She's a superintendent in Crosby ISD. And then through Talis, uh, my mentor is Dr. Daryl Henson, who's the superintendent in Marlin ISD. And I will tell you, I email them, they email me back. I call, they pick up the phone. And, and, and sometimes I just need an girl. <laughs> but, but making those connections, having that network, and as an educator, reaching out and supporting educators, just for the, the, the reason of we do good work. You know, there's nothing in it for you other than supporting and continuing on uh, the importance of the work that we do. So uh, please, 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 if you ever have an opportunity to be a mentor to an educator, take that opportunity. Mm. Share the wisdom with Carrie Lanius. Carrie Lanius, thank you so much for this this session of wisdom sharing that we've been able to do. And (laughs) of course, I get the privilege of connecting with you regularly, but I just want to say again, thank you for the opportunity to share the work that we've been partnering together on with your teachers and your leaders and Principal Matters listeners. I just want to encourage you to reach out to Carrie at her Twitter handle at Carrie Lanius. Uh, Collaborate, follow, because you're going to be inspired by the work that she's doing. And Carrie, thank you again for doing what matters. And Principal Matters listeners, thank you for doing what matters. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks, Will. You can find free resources like this one at my website at williamdparker.com.